You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. Good morning, Nancy. Oh, good morning, Kelly and Steve. Well, we are glad to tackle this question because this is something that, you know, entire branches of religion are built on. How good do I have to be to get into heaven? That's the big question. So how do we handle this? How do we, how good do I need to be to get in? You know, it's astonishing. I've just been shocked um, trying to figure this out and trying to figure out why so many people lack an assurance of their faith, of knowing that God loves them, that he died for them. This is so basic, but yet um, the kinds of things people say, you know, I'm a kind and good person. How many of us have heard this? Uh, I am a faithful rule follower. I go to church. Is that enough to get me into heaven? Or a common response I hear is, I don't think anybody uh, can be sure they're going to heaven. And and another one, I'm not good enough to go to heaven uh, because I believe in Jesus as my Savior Christ, uh, as uh, I believe in my Savior Jesus when he says that when I die, I will go to heaven. You see, this is the difference. I'm not good enough to go to heaven. None of us are. Uh, but because I believe in Jesus, my Savior, who died for the penalty of sin, then I know, I can know for sure that I am going to heaven. And, you know, I think the question is, and we need to talk about it, um, how can I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when I die, I I will be accepted into God's glory and live with him forever in heaven? And, you know, this question, as you said, Steve, is perhaps one of the most important questions to answer. Because it is truly the foundation of Christian theology. And if we can't answer this question properly, then nothing else works uh, as far as what we have to say about our faith. Um, Our going to heaven when we die is solely based on my belief that Jesus died for my sins. It is by believing uh, that we are saved from eternity in hell. So this key word is believing, not acting out, not not trying to perform. It is by believing with everything in us, trusting God that we are saved. And again, we get back to this John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever, there it is, believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And that 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 word believe means to rely on, to trust. So whoever does is saved. This is what this is what scripture and what Christ through the Holy Spirit is written throughout the scriptures. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you might know that you have eternal life, 1 John 5, 12, 13. So it's so clear in Scripture. I don't get it. Why is there such confusion? 
Well, but we want to be clear, too, about this, Nancy. Is there anything wrong with trying to do good things for God, just in general? Yeah, well, if my relationship with God centers on my trying to be a good person by doing good things to God, my efforts will leave me lost, frustrated, and exhausted. And I know that happens to so many people. So we try our whole lives to please God by by working for him and trying to do stuff for him to to get ourselves in a position that he will let us into heaven. And that is not why Christ died. You know, a religion that requires us to do good works to earn our salvation is not Christianity. It is not it. A work-centered belief is what cults and pagan religions believe. Good works are meaningless to God when used to gain forgiveness for sins. And this is this is the big thing. It's like the you know it's like the cart coming before the horse. First salvation, then follows good works. And when we turn it around. With the cart leading the horse, it does not work. It's it's totally unscriptural. And, you know, again, the basics, Jesus died and rose again to pay the penalty for our sins. It is his gift to all who believe in him. It's not something you work for. It is his gift that he gives us. And when we trust him, this is a cool thing. When we trust him, God's spirit it dwells in us and guides us to do whatever God calls us to do. We cannot do what God calls us to do until we have the spirit of God in us. And we can't have the spirit of God in us until we believe that Christ died for our sins, you know. And again, it's not in our strength or cleverness that we honor God. Instead, uh, it is God through the work of the Holy Spirit that's working in us. That is what pleases God. That is what brings him glory. And, and I just think it's so important we get this straight. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk with him. And, and then Galatians 2.16, know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ, not by the works of the law, because the works of the law, no one will be will be justified. In other words, there's nothing that we can possibly do to earn our salvation because we are a mess. You know, we we have a propensity to sin, and we will always have that propensity. We're not good enough. This is why God gives us that gift. Well, it's something important that we have to help people understand, that doing good works has nothing to do with ensuring our salvation. That is something that is, there's a biblical promise behind the assurance of our salvation. We have to help people understand that, right? And and, and we're not doing a very good job of it uh, for some reason. It's just something that I assume 
that we're we're telling people when we talk about our faith, but but we're not, and and pretty much the churches aren't either so much. But ensuring salvation through Christ alone, it is absolutely the cornerstone. It is critical to those who want to walk with Jesus and obey his commands to love God and to love others. If we don't have this right, we cannot go out into the world and disciple as God calls us to do. Because our message, the gospel, you know, is his God's gift of salvation through his death and resurrection uh, resurrection to all who believe in him. And God is calling all to, who believe through the work of the Holy Spirit to be his hands and feet, to speak truth to a spiritually broken, messed up culture. We cannot do it unless we have the spirit of God in us. Again, that does not come from works, trying to be good, trying to get good church attendance, whatever. It comes by faith in Christ, and that grows by reading the scriptures. It's just it's it seems so basic, but yet it's it's so important we talk about this. It's important we talk about this too, and this really feels so weird to even ask this question, but it needs to be asked. Yeah. What about those who identify as Christians but who struggle with salvation by grace, Nancy, because they're out there? Oh my, and this is the thing and doing some research this week. You know, um, the research of those who identify as Christians but struggle with salvation by grace is absolutely troubling and alarming and should make all of us take a second look at, do I believe in the true gospel of Jesus Christ by grace I am saved? Or do I slip into the idea that God hates me because I do bad things and therefore I can't be saved? You know, the American Worldview Inventory 2020 survey, listen to this, conducted by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, found that the majority of pers- uh, people des- who describe themselves as Christian, which are 52%, accept a works-oriented means to God's acceptance. So... What we have are Christians who, people who say they're Christians, 52% say they got there by going to church or by doing good things. Unbelievable. And here's another outrageous finding that 63% of adults believe that having faith, like faith and faith kind of thing, that faith matters more than the object of one's faith. So to have faith in something, according to these people, is more is much more important than the object of their faith. So as long as you believe in something, then that's good enough. And oh my, um, I think God uh, in His Word would come down on that thought in a in a New York second. But he, here's another thing. So we have 52 percent uh, of self-identified Christians as work uh, oriented. 63 percent of adults believe faith in anything works. In the minority, listen, the minority of adults, 46%, who describe themselves as Christians, those who are looking forward to being in heaven with Christ because they believe and confess their sins and accept Christ as their Savior. This is how it stacks up. 
And I think uh, Len, uh, Len Munsell, who, who is the uh, president of the Arizona Christian University, said, the lack of understanding of basic Christian theology is stunning, he says. Potentially devastating consequences for individual souls and really for all aspects of the uh, American life and culture. And he says it's a wake-up call. These stats are a wake-up call for the church and for leaders in all areas of influence to speak, to teach, to work, to restore biblical truth. Many souls will be lost if people are misled by the false notion that we can earn our way to heaven rather than recognize the truth that Christ alone and his righteousness are the basis for our salvation. It is so critical that we get this, that we get it right. George Barna uh, comments, and he has been in doing amazing research. Uh, he says, in an anything goes mindset of regarding faith, morals, values, and lifestyle, Americans appear to be creating a unique, highly customized worldviews based on feelings, experiences, and opportunities rather than working within the boundaries of a comprehensive, time-tested, com uh, uh, consistent worldview. It's, it, it is broken, and, and we have to take note of this and then do our best to speak out. Well, you know, it's it's rather important that we help people to understand doing good's work has nothing to do with that, ensuring that salvation. But what about those who identify as Christians who struggle with salvation by grace? Yeah. And, I, and again, I, I think we need to go right back to the gospel. <clears throat> this is what God calls us to do. This is why he didn't zap all of us to heaven the minute we believe. We are called to remain on earth to be his voice to a culture that is in desperate need of, of a savior. And, and we see in 1 Corinthians 15, by this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached you. This is Paul. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you in first importance. And this, he, then boom, here it is right here. This is the gospel, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve, and it goes on, to, that he appeared to many more people. That is the good news right there. And frankly, I think it's time for the church to speak and to live out the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can no longer be content to say, oh, you're a good person, that God loves you. You don't have to worry about, about not going to heaven. That is, that is poison to people who are wanting to have security of their salvation. And frankly, I just think people are afraid because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or, or seem to be judgmental or whatever. But God's called us to go out and do that. He expects us, most importantly, to be known by the way we love and by the way we serve others. And yes, we're saved by faith through works of the Holy Spirit. And we will honor God by speaking out the gospel truth to those who are lost. We're going to speak it out 
This is what God calls us to do. <clears throat> but also, in the meantime, to live it out. There's nothing worse than somebody being unloving, judgmental, and and not loving each other, uh, and this and that and the other, and then call yourself a Christian. No. Mm-hmm. You know, we just aren't. And, and again, Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift from God, not by works. So no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I, I don't know. I, I am so grateful in my own life that even as a non-believer, that people dared speak up to the truth and go against what I believed in love and honor so that I, too, could come to a belief in Christ Jesus. We have to be bold. We cannot cower in the corner because we don't want to offend anyone. You know what I mean? Oh, man, people's eternities <laughs> are at stake. We, we can't yes. cower in the corner. We've got a responsibility to others in the church. We've got a responsibility to, really, if, if we've been given the good news and we are saved, we have a responsibility to our fellow man. And that it terrifies me that they're willing to gloss things over and allow anybody to even remotely think, just because they're good, that it's okay. I've had people in the church say things like this to me when when I've talked to them and I'm concerned about things that have happened in my life and I want to deal with it and they go well, you're fine well how can you say that I'm fine I need to deal with this well you're you're Kelly and I'm like that's nothing I am nothing will you listen to me then I end up being the one who has to say we we have to deal with me but we're now we have to deal with you too <laughs> yes you mean you didn't yeah. you didn't get a Pass go card, Kelly. No. You just no, no, no. I didn't nope. think so. I had a stop and get it straightened out card. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. Well, for folks who want to find out more about Anchors Away Worldview Ministries, I want to encourage you to go to anchorsaway.org online. Find all of the information there about Worldview Boot Camps. Find the. Uh, archives of the questions of the week. You can find if you are in a small group or perhaps you're a small group leader in your church, check out Unanswered Smoke, Mirrors, and God, an incredibly good study from Nancy that will bless your community and your friends in fellowship and in Bible study. That is one great way to get started. Nancy, thank you so much for this this week. Well, thank you. It's... it's um it's so important, and some of it, like, this question is just so shocking, uh, but, but there are answers, and, uh, you know, for us as Christians, that you're saved by grace, come on, and uh, start, start walking with this pe- these people and, and, you know, answering their questions, listen to them. We have work to do, and, and we cannot continue to allow that to happen. Yeah. And, you know, uh, if our churches aren't speaking and uh, teaching the gospel, you might ask somebody why. You know mm-hmm. why are why are we teaching this yeah. here and uh, get to the bottom line of it? But yeah, it's a it's a big thing. But thank God for His grace, you know. So we can sit here this morning and say we do not deserve salvation, but thank God that He died and rose again, and it's by faith, and we don't have to perform for God no. uh, to to get it. So it, it's great news. It's just good news, but it's great news for all of us. Nothing we can do would ever justify or be good enough for what we have been given. 
You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio. From the word to life. 